I don't know what happened. And so I'm, I'm just letting it record because I don't want it to happen again. So we're just rocking and rolling. Hey, that's our style, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Great. I sent you a picture of you as a Disney princess. Oh, me? Mm-hmm. What is that? That Andy just showed me. It's a demon baby. Oh, yeah. That's unrelated. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That is horrifying. But that was also me, like, not 20 minutes ago. Yeah. That's what... That's... Yeah. I'm showing it to Andy. I think he agrees. Perfection. The debt me. So... Debt me. Um... We'll do a cold introduction and launch right into news corner because I do have something very like hot, hot news, hot off hot, the press. Hot, hot. Yeah. Um, this is a V Spot podcast. We're a veganish podcast. My name is Danny. My name is Kat. Did you know there's a vegan suing Burger King? No. <laughs> what? Yeah. I do love you, it. Wait. Tell me what's, everything. What's your What's your noise? You did a good news noise last week. Do, yeah breaking news and i didn't say anything yesterday because at first i saw it on tmz and i was like oh that's fake fuck it might as well have seen it on fox i almost went to burger king today well actually i think you maybe should do that because part of what this person wants is money back for everyone who's bought a vegan and impossible burger from burger king oh shit tell me everything yeah so and okay so i thought it was fake because or just like some weird thing like I don't know maybe it was the onion and I just miss saw it but then it popped up on news channel 13 news channel 10 it's all over the place now friends it goes all the way to the top a vegan customer is suing Burger King over the production of impossible Whopper the lawsuit alleges the fast food chain of contaminating it's meatless impossible whoppers by cooking them on the same grill as its traditional meat burgers. The lo- <laughs> Andy. The lawsuit filed in Miami federal court seeks damages for all for all United States purchasers of the impossible worker. Give me my money back, it- but also give me whoppers. <laughs> it also seeks an injunction requiring Burger King to plainly disclose that impossible whoppers and regular burgers are cooked on the same grills. They do. I mean, okay, so that's from News Channel <laughs> Don't 13. They? Yeah, so um, the suit was filed by Philip Williams on behalf of other vegans. It accuses Burger King of deceptive practices by not disclosing they're cooked on the same grill. He says he wouldn't have paid a premium price for one at an Atlanta Burger King if he'd known. <laughs> Burger King's I... online menu says the Impossible Whopper is... Zero percent beef and says for guests looking for a meat-free option, a non-broiler method of preparation is available upon request. The suit seeks compensation for everyone who bought the burger and for Burger King to clearly disclose on the menu that they use the same grill. Burger King told media outlets it does not comment on pending litigation. Um, Andy's going to hide and die now. I, I, I wish that we had some sort of like gif to demonstrate andy's reactions to things because (laughs) it's really just the best yeah yeah he's just hiding there he goes there goes andy Mm -hmm. so like real life that is happening no yep no um i like have more questions because um i feel like like, how did I know that they cook it on the same grill if it's not disclosed? So, it... Uh, well, I mean, one, you're a sane human being going to a fast food restaurant, right? So, like, wouldn't you assume it's cooked... It's Burger King. It's not by Chloe or, you know, somewhere where you can assume or somewhere that has, like, half and half or vegetarian or whatever. Um, so, you're sane, uh, but also it does say, like this said on the website, um, that it says for a meat-free option, you have to ask for it cooked a different method. Right, right. So, right. like, who 
especially at an airport, walks in and assumes that a fast food chain restaurant is going to have an entirely separate cooktop that they installed suddenly. Right. You know, what, two months ago at every single Burger King everywhere. Right. So there's that. Yeah. Um, I also would like to know this Philip or whatever. Um, does he go around his whole life like that? Um, I, I don't know, but I was I had I wasn't looking at our FaceTime screen for a minute, and I loved that when I came back, Andy was still covered in the blankets. I think he's just so upset by this tomfoolery. <gasps> it is tomfoolery because I I remember when um. The thing was launched. There was all this like hullabaloo because it was cooked on the same surface and you had to have it microwaved if you wanted it truly vegan. Like we've we've talked about this. We're over it now. <laughs> like mm-hmm. what happened? Where was this guy? Yeah, I don't know. I also just and- don't like does he go literally everywhere? Is he like assuming that things are cooked separately? Because again, newsflash, they're probably not. And also maybe like just like maybe just bring up a problem with that particular Burger King because obviously like they may not have disclosed it, but like my Burger King did. You know what I mean? Like it, that's not right. And the one that Bridget <laughs> went to um, actually said that they don't have a separate like entirely separate grill, but that they try to keep the Impossible Whoppers on a separate side. Yeah. Yeah. So... And, like, what did this guy do? Like, did he watch? Was he, like, hot guy watching and then, like, yell at these poor, like, workers just sitting in the airport? I imagine they're sad because airports tend to be filled with sad people. (laughs) Like, and start yelling at them about this burger. What a mess. Right. Yep. But that's the world we live in where. And also the thing is, is, like, dude, way to set us back. Like. Yeah. It's what if Burger King is like, you know what? Fuck it. We're yeah, not going to do, do this. this. Yeah, it's like, too much trouble. Yeah. These fucking well, vegetarians and vegans, we tried. Fuck them. Now we're getting sued. Yep. Can't do it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they very well could. Like, yes, yeah. the Impossible Whopper, you know, increase their sales by 5% or whatever. But that doesn't mean that's 5%. They could. It's Burger King. They yeah, don't honestly. need it to keep going. Right. So it's just and not only that from that perspective, but it makes us all look crazy like people because now I'm seeing it all over social media sharing it. And if it's someone, you know, they're like, oh, of course, it's the vegans. Like, of course, the fucking vegans are acting crazy like this. I'm not crazy. I mean, like we are, but like in different ways, not like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to get crazy if they take my impossible Whopper away from me. See, that's the other thing. People are like, (laughs) I don't like it. It can go away. I'm like, well, you're fucking wrong. Um, It's delicious. I have a receipt for a free Whopper in my wallet. I'm just holding on to it. What? How did you get that? It's on, like, if you fill out their, like, customer service survey, you get a code for a free Whopper, and they say they'll honor it for the Impossible Whopper. Ugh. Yeah, that's right. Um, Give me all of the Whoppers. Yeah. I think you still have to – I think you have to, like, do the meal and you have to pay for, like, the drink and fries, but the Whopper is free. That's so fine. So it, it makes, like, a $9 meal, like, $4 or something. I don't know. So still better than, you know, I don't know. Anyway, give me a Whopper. How do I get free Burger King, too? Or not Burger King, Duncan. I want I Duncan. Preach. Um, did you see uh, the vegan roadie posted on his Instagram about how he uh, he orders the um, English muffin and the sausage as like two individual things to make it cheaper? Wait, what does he do? He, he posted it on his Instagram and I was like, oh, my God, I like don't know if I can do that because my anxiety won't allow it. <laughs> Let me pull it up. Hold on. Um, he says... He posted um, a little, he says, a little hack. Don't order the sandwich. Order the Beyond Meat sausage patty and muffins separately. It's cheaper. How much cheaper, though? I don't know. I don't know. 
I'm also like, I'm like, I'm too anxious to like do that. Can you do that? I don't know. I'm like, I'll just pay the $4. It's fine. (laughs) That's like, but that's like, it's so funny because that's how my mind works is like, you have to figure they're charging at least a dollar fifty. There's no way it's a dollar English muffin. Has to be like a dollar fifty. So like, let's assume it's a dollar fifty and the Beyond Sausage has to be at least a dollar. So what am I, am I going to save like like 50 cents? If it's like if it ends up being like fifty cents, I can't be bothered. They really should. um, They really should do like a like a menu item that like includes the hash browns because like, you know what I mean. Like you could like if you because that's what annoys me is that I'm paying four dollars for the sandwich and then the hash browns, so it turns into like a six dollar thing. You know what I mean? So like they really should. I'm sure so many people are ordering the hash browns to put on it. They should do like a little thing yeah you know i don't know that's just my stomach talking even though i just had a crunch wrap i could really go for a (laughs) beyond sausage breakfast sandwich yeah oh man oh Oh, yeah there's more more drama about this burger so anyway we'll move on oh yeah because now people are like Someone uh, on a restaurant post, um, do you know Benita Zahn? Uh, not personally, but right. yep. <laughs> <laughs> so she posted about the Whopper, great Whopper escape or whatever there. Oh, my um, God. Whopper gate? Yeah, Whopper gate. Is it Whopper gate? <laughs> it is Whopper gate. Absolutely Whopper gate. Um, but... Someone posted at my restaurant, we actually cook the vegan french fries in the same oil as chicken wings. I hope he doesn't come after me next. <gasps> and then, like, yikes, people now are going wild because they're like, the fries are not vegan if cooked with um, me or, like, whatever. And and so, like, this, this guy, I don't know why he would have said that, though. Why would you open yourself up to that? Yeah. So... Oh, yeah, that's um, because that's, you know, like those are things that I don't typically ask about. I remember um, one time I went to the hollow with Joel and he asked and I and I was like, oh, wow, like it never I'd never asked things like that. And it turned out not the hollow. That's wrong. The shop. And it turned out that the shop did cook their French fries in the same fryer as their meats and stuff. And I was like, oh, well, now I know that and I can't ever unknow it because I don't ever ask those kinds of things, you know? Yep. Yeah. Um, but also, side note, I'm pretty sure that Benita Zahn was like, Jordan had such a crush on her when he, she when he was a baby. I feel like <laughs> he, everyone like he. I'm pretty sure that's who he always talks about that was on the news, and he had like a huge crush on her. Yeah. Ooh, someone's trying to come for uh, Five Guys, saying Five Guys cooks their stuff in beef fat. Is that true? I don't no, think that's true. No, uh, the whole deal with Five Guys is that it's peanut oil. That's literally yeah. their entire thing. Yeah, I was going to See, say. so now people are getting stupid. Like, ugh. Ugh. Anyways. So that's, uh, that is Whoppergate. Whoppergate. To be, um, to be continued on what ends up happening. Who knows? I mean, I highly doubt this is going to end up going anywhere. Probably, yeah. right? probably but yeah they're gonna yeah yeah so but we'll see so anything else um newsworthy no i mean nothing is gonna be as newsworthy as this obviously it's whoppergate whoppergate my goodness i don't i don't think i really have anything either other than um to Talk about not Whoppergate. I don't know how to phrase what uh, the difficulty sometimes in decisions that you have to make when you're a vegan. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you uh, catchphrase it. I'm going to let you take it away. Catch? You want me to make, you want me to make a catchphrase? I don't know. Sure. Uh, Title it. Hmm. Mm. What? I don't know. What the fuck are we talking about here? I don't I got distracted for one second and now I don't know what's going on. Oh look, something shiny. But it makes for good podcasting. Does it? When when nobody knows what's going on. 
does it. Um, but uh, so I think <laughs> we're gonna we're moving into our our topic. Is that yes. okay? <laughs> okay, yes. I'm, ba- I'm back. I'm back. Um, well, I think um, y- you brought it to the table that maybe we could do like a you know a few episodes um over because there's a lot to discuss um around kind of like our relate like humans relationships to animals like whether it be like um you know pets um and service animals and like just like the different relationships that people have to to animals and and whatnot Mm -hmm. um and I was really into that idea because there's I've like I've always wanted to do I've always wanted to talk about like service animals and therapy animals and that whole sector. And then you brought up like animals in medical history and all of that. And I think that's a really good thing for us to talk about. Um, but I had wanted to talk about um, some like interesting thought processes that I had as of late um as everybody knows and was like so nice in the comments on Instagram we and I say we because it's a joint loss lost our Lillian about a month ago and my god has it been a month yeah it's been a it has yeah she she it was early October I know (laughs) um I was, um, I was, you know, talking to Piper last night, saying how I missed Lily and I wish she was here because she liked living here. But um, I, when when it came time to put her down, it was really, it, it's really interesting because we have to like, as pet, I don't want to say pet owners because I don't like the word owners, but you know, as people who have companion animals, we have to make all kinds of choices for them, and it's such a strange thing I think because they they can't make those choices for themselves you know they can't tell us when they're sick and they can't tell us what they want or need so we kind of have to like intuit those things and making the decision to end her life was Mm -hmm. like really rough you know even though I knew that she was so sick and that she just was like I it was you know the right thing to do for her it was you know ending her misery I also had all these thoughts around like in the last couple of days before she died she all she wanted to do even though she was so weak that in a lot of cases she could like barely stand I would still find her like looking out the window and trying to run out the front door and when I would take her outside and carry her around and let her walk she just really seemed like all she wanted to do was like run away from me and I kept thinking it's because she wants to go find a place to die you know Mm -hmm. and I kept thinking like I'm never gonna allow that like I'm not gonna let her go do that you know and so I kept like thinking is that like not okay that I'm not letting her do this in her way that I'm making it my way you know like it's just all these weird feelings that come up because like that you know the way she died is not how she would have died naturally she died that way because I'm a human who has her as my pet and so I decided how she died you know and and it's not only like the choice of ending a life but it's the choice of how her life was ended and when and all of that you know and all of that's for me that wasn't it's for her because she's suffering but everything else is for me right so Mm -hmm. it just like it like made me really think about a lot of things and about how like so much of that really does play into why I'm vegan. You know, the, the idea of ending a life on my terms in, in any capacity is so uncomfortable to me. And that's always been a, a really uncomfortable thing in every pet that I've had when it mm-hmm. came time for, for them to pass. I was just always so uncomfortable with the the thought of me being the one to make that choice and do they understand what's happening to no. them and like you no. know like it's, that's it's what awful scares me that is what yeah it's you know I've only had Jethro pass um that you know I may have had a fish or two back in the day that I sadly you know did not value as much as I would have now um but it's someone that was very close to me you know and when he was also very sick and you know they said we could keep trying because it was a blocked you uh urinary tract and they said we can keep trying but the likelihood every time we try that it's gonna stay okay decreases and it's like already at like 
a 20% chance that it'll work. Um, and that was like, okay, well, he's clearly in pain. Like it hadn't worked and he was clearly in pain, but it was like, I literally remember that exact thought when I was with him at the vet of, you know, like when they put that needle in him, like, does he under, he doesn't understand, like, does he, you know, like he was like, I was holding him and I'm like, does he know? Does he think that? And then I felt guilty. Because then I was like, yes, he's suffering. I can see that. He's literally visibly, just like Lily, like visibly not well, visibly at the end of his life, or at the very least, you know, at a point where he wouldn't want to be, you know, in that state. But it's still, I felt guilty. I felt like, does he think that I'm doing this to him? Like, he's going to see me and then not. And is his last thought going to like, what is it? So because like humans are a little different where we can have that, you know, in theory, that thought of like, oh, this is okay, or oh, this is, you know, like happening because it has to or someone's doing not doing me a favor, but like that kind of making this decision that isn't easy for them because it's what's better for me. But like, did he think that? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's a lot. And it is. (sighs) Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know how other people handle sick companion animals because, you know, how do you interfere in the other direction? So, like, you know, coming up in December, Charles has to go for his um, cardiologist appointment. And, you know, what if his heart murmur is easily solved by a pill? That's great. But what if it's not and it's like, oh, I just have to. You know, does he, like, just suffer until he doesn't anymore? You know, is it interfering with, like, a natural... I'm sure there's vegans out there who would be like, well, it's interfering with a natural state. I I don't know. I I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's... Yeah. It's... Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot. Because even, like, with Lily and Mar, before they both passed, like, I... I went to, like, some some extremes with Mar more so than Lily. Like, I gave him fluids for years, and, you know, he had different x-rays and ultrasounds and stuff like that. But I never, with Lily either, I never, like, did any kind of real diagnostic thing to find out whether or not they actually had cancer. You know? Mm-hmm. It was more like, a, these are the symptoms, and with Mar, Sarah could feel that there was a mass on his liver, so we just kind of went with it. Mm-hmm. But I know, like, a lot of people would have paid, like, thousands and thousands of dollars to like get to the bottom of it and then I know you can do chemotherapy for cats and all that but like I never did any of that because I just was like I just want them to live their lives you know so Mm -hmm. it's like it's so hard to like know what is the right choice and you know is it even my right to be making these choices and on the one hand of course it is because I'm responsible for these animals I went and got them and now it's my responsibility but then I know so many people argue that people shouldn't have pets and while I do understand that I love cats (laughs) you know I like understand it but I don't it's so funny because I like I understand it but I don't because I see like even at the you know the shelters now and Mohawk Hudson and you know all these different ones in the area that like there's hundreds of cats or cats are a great example when it's kitten season there's hundreds of cats and like what like partially it's our problem that sometimes it started way back in the day that we did and you know nobody listened to fucking bob barker and they didn't spay and neuter their (laughs) goddamn pets that's right and now we have hundreds of cats running around on the streets and stuff and it's just it's it's not like deer i don't know if that's like a good comparison or not but like deer aren't weren't ever domesticated we never really had any say in the amount that they are in existence and they're just everywhere but like cats we definitely had a part in yeah helping them along sure. so like yeah it's kind of like, dogs both yeah we domesticated so, them yeah so it's like kind of our problem and like i don't know i just can't i, I can't 
I can't stand the idea of the amount of cats that exist, which is why I have six and want more. Because right. uh, absolutely, <laughs> you're preaching to the I'm choir. Like, can I just save one more and just give them yes. a warm? It's that's literally my first thought when it snowed today, when it was cold yeah. and snowy. Oh, I know, I hate it. And one of my, it was Ugh. Dante, was looking outside, and I was like, "Are you a little snow cat? No, you're not. You would hate the snow." And then immediately yeah. my next thought was how many cats are out in the snow right now? Just like I, sitting in the cold, like my cats are inside sitting by the fire being little schmucks. You yeah. know, it breaks my heart. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, there's there's a lot to companion animals. And like you said, you didn't. So you didn't do chemo or anything for Mar, but even the fluids and no. stuff would be more yeah. than some people would do. Some people would have been like, okay, I'm just, however long he has yeah. exactly going how he is, that'll be, if it's a year, cool, that'll be it. Yeah. Well, I always wondered with him because we got him um, as an elderly cat. He was probably about 13 when I got him. And he um, was the sweetest animal who has ever lived. So, like, no way was he a stray or a feral cat. You know, like, he, he was somebody's cat. Mm-hmm. And I always wondered because we found out that he was in kidney failure maybe, like, a month or two after getting him. And so I always wondered if, like, his previous owners, like, let him go or, like, didn't, you know, didn't know what to do. So they just, like, abandoned him or, you know, because he had so many health problems. Mm-hmm. So I always wondered... Uh, you know, a 13-year-old cat with the sweetest disposition ever. Like, how did he end up on the street? Like, what is his? what was his life, you know? That's actually a fair point. Because he was just, I mean, the sweetest cat. Like, no way. And he was so trusting. Like, no way was he a street cat. Absolutely not. No. No way. The best boy. Best orange boy. Yeah. No. Cats are the best. Or, you know, the worst. The right. worst and the best. Like my, and the best, absolutely. You know, my ninja with the uh, dagger mittens that got you in your sleep. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So funny. He just walked through here. Just walked through here. But the second, like, <laughs> you look at him too much, he's like, no, fuck it. So he was definitely yeah. a street cat. Although I have this theory that, like, someone fixed him. And then he, because I don't know if he'll ever be really cuddly or not. I don't know. I'm like, did somebody pull the classic, you're not a cuddly kitten, so bye. Yeah. Push him out Maybe. the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just saw the picture from Cats that Andy sent us. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch? I'm sorry to get off topic, but did you watch the trailer I sent you? I did. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> It's a choice. I'm going to make the choice. I'm going to oh, make no, it. Oh, no, I am too. I'm going Every with you. day for the rest of my life. <laughs> Andy, I think, tried to send me before that. He just sent me a whole bis- link to Vistaprint holiday cards. You didn't, you didn't send me one specific one. You sent me a link to the page. And you did that twice, actually. So thank you. But, um... Any Cats. Oh, my God. So... I posted on someone's wall because I like to just like you do. If you see a pet that's really cute um, and, you know, yeah. a sucker, you're like, hey, look at this. Look <laughs> at this cat or dog that's needs a home. Yeah. Um, that's how I got Gus. Yep. Is because I'm a sucker and you targeted me. <laughs> um, but I posted about this dog who nine years old and her companion human brought her in and just dropped her off because he was like I'm moving and can't take her with me and just like left and the shelter she's the shelter's like she's the sweetest dog and she is staring out the window right now it broke my heart because she was staring out the window for probably like two days straight wondering when he was gonna come back that's terrible. Why are people mm-hmm. terrible? And that's that's what Johnny said. He was like, uh, I want to find this person and shoot them. Like, who that's does terrible. that? Like, you Ugh. know, we talk about the tough decisions we have to make when it comes to health of our companion animals and stuff. But like, mm, it's not a tough decision if you're move. What does that mean you're moving and can't take them with you? What? Yeah. What? Like, I would find... 
Yeah. Away. No like we got when um we kind of got booted from our one apartment due to the landlord getting a divorce. Um, you know, it's hard to find a place. I had three cats at the time. It's hard to find a place that'll accept three cats. And I was like, yeah. I'll have someone take them if I need to and or I will yeah. <laughs> I will lie to my landlord. And right. if they approve one cat, one to three is not that big of a deal. You right. know, I at no point was I like, you know what, I'm actually just gonna leave this cat right here. Um and yeah. hope for the best. Yeah, I remember years ago when Jordan and I had um when we <laughs> what led to us meeting our friend Casey, um, because it ended up being her cat, but when we found a cat in our hallway and took it to Shaker Vet on a huge monster snowstorm because we were like, Well, I guess this is our cat now because <laughs> so we we thought somebody just like left it in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Um because there was a bed in the hallway and everything. And so we took it to Shaker and it turned out we had named her and everything. We named her Penny Lane. And it turned out that she had FELV. Mm-hmm. And I remember when the vet told us that because that's, you know, like uh, she can't be around other cats, right? Like mm-hmm. that's kind of it's like a death sentence in a lot of people's eyes. And I remember I called my mom, like I called everybody I could think of and was like, somebody has to take this cat. Like I will not let this happen. And luckily we ended up finding the owner. But I remember being like, I'll, I'll get another apartment. Like, I, I'm moving out with this cat. Like, I was right. like, under no circumstances will this will I let this happen. Like, I'm just going to go live somewhere else with this cat. <laughs> yep. Like, absolutely not. And I remember with Lily, like, they told me she'd been returned, like, two or three times. And they, they expected me to bring her back. And I was like, yeah, there's literally nothing that would make me bring her back. Nothing. No, absolutely nothing. I, I mean... Great example, you know, the kitten, like we just said, he loves to eat and he loves to walk around and be under your chair, Um, but you can't touch him. You can't even look at him too long. Uh, He doesn't really want to interact with you at all. And he he yells at me um, (laughs) when I'm not feeding him quick enough. I don't know if he did that to you at all, but he will yell. He'll just sit there and bitch. (laughs) I wouldn't say he's like the most friendly, but I've never considered being like, you know what? I'm going to kick this cat yeah. out. Yeah, that, absolutely. The second we found him, I was like, well, we have to keep him. And then even though he's an asshole, he's ours. He is in the house eating our food and being nice and cozy. Lucky him. Right, right. Yeah. It's just I don't understand that mentality of like, like, just don't don't get a pet. Yeah, don't get a pet. I also can't understand how somebody like in the story that you told how somebody could have a pet for nine years and not and do that like you don't have an attachment you know like you can just drop them off and be like okay bye by moving I don't get that by moving I think it's like that guy was moving because he's clearly a psychopath like I murdered 12 people and I got to get out of Dodge because there's no way that that is a normal human being who could drop off a dog like that yeah absolutely yeah I don't understand it so it's like you know start there and maybe no Maybe know your lines of these are things I'm willing to do once I have my pet. These are the things I'm right. not willing to do, you know, and knowing that those hard decisions with health and such are p- going to come. You know, you might right. you might not have someone who passes away in their sleep. So. Right. Yeah, I can't. I've I've never experienced that. My um, I remember when Michaela's one cat passed away. He just like came over and and like went to sleep on her lap and died. Like it was like he like waited for her to get home. And I'm like I I like wanted Lily to do that. I wanted it so much because I was like you know again for me I was like I just don't want to do this. Like I just want it to happen. You know, mm-hmm. but but the decisions have to be made. I suppose. That's uh, one of my fears, by the way. I do that all the time because, well, I'll tell you who was not sleeping with you. And if you moved, jumped off the bed, it's not Hohenheim because Hohenheim um, becomes a roughly 50 pound rock when he sleeps. Um, (laughs) And I often worry that he's dead because I will feel him there and I'll be like, can you move? And I'll try to move him. And he just does. He's curled up and does not flinch or show any signs of life so that is like one of my like paranoia nightmares is that one of my cats (laughs) has died so like but that definitely wasn't Hohenheim because for some reason I don't know if you've noticed this about all cats the second they go to sleep they just become dead weights they're just like oh yeah heaviest things 
Yeah. That and when they step on your boob. No, oh, I just love them. No. How do they always find the nipples, though? <laughs> I don't know. But What's their special power? They do. And they focus all of their weight on their one little paw directly on your nipple every time. <laughs> don't know how. Every time. Don't know how. No. Oh, man. See, I guess this is vegan-ish. Cause like, yeah, it is vegan-ish well, because the whole it gave me all these like thoughts and like and I was thinking about how like it totally makes sense that I ended up a vegan because I'm like so, you know, emotional towards animals. Like I'm so in tune with, you know, my relationship to them and, and not wanting to overstep my bounds, even though like in some cases you have to because you have pets and all that. And it's like, I don't know if a lot of people think about stuff like that, about the morality of all of it. And like, is this OK? And, mm. you know, sh- you know, sh- should I let her just go out and die naturally? Like, that's what she wants, but it's not what I want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's this all it's this whole thing. And I remember with her and with Mar too, thinking like in the days leading up to it, feeling guilty that I had to make this choice mm. and that, that that was what was happening. But then after Lily was gone, like that whole day, I was devastated because I had waited so long. You know, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I should have done this a week ago. Like, I'm so sorry, you know. And so it's like it's just oh God, it's just so much, <laughs> you know, it's so much. And, and I'm sure that people feel that way about making the same kinds of decisions for other people. But I think that there is an element with your animals because like they can't communicate with you and never have, you know, like with people, you might have some inclination of what they want. Right. Right. But you don't, you don't know a thing with animals. They can't actually talk to you, you know? Yep. And that's, I think the biggest thing is like, you know, you don't, you know, but you don't know. Right. And like, you can say, I'm sorry, I feel bad. And they can't be like it's okay right right so yeah do you think you would have felt that same kind of like guilt or questioning if you weren't vegan yeah because I, I've been like this my whole life like you know the my story about the watching fish. the fish die on a beach when I was like 14 years old like I, even when I was growing up I always remember knowing that there was like something like even growing up when when pets died as a child like I can always remember having like weird feelings about this kind of stuff like I've always been very conscious of animals and like our relationship to them and I've always been very like empathic about things like that in general I guess mm-hmm. I'm, j- I'm just like I'm I'm very emotional my dad told me earlier today to stop being emotional <laughs> what did you do I was yelling at him about bacon and I started to cry oh my god okay well <laughs> but that's also like it doesn't matter you know, not to get off on a tangent, but it doesn't matter like what emotion I'm actually feeling. If I get into a conversation, like a a heated conversation, whether I'm happy, sad, angry, anything, I'll start to cry. Oh, girl, me too. My body <laughs> leaks it like for no reason at all. That's one of my problems. I said this at um, before I left my previous job is I was like, I'm going I was in the process of having some very difficult conversations and I'm like and I hate this because I know that I'm right and I know that Mm -hmm. I'm passionate and I feel adamant and I'm correct about this and so I don't want someone to think that I'm crying because I think I'm wrong or because I feel bad because that is not the case it is my body's response I can be happy I can be it's really like that super I know that's probably sounds stupid but it's anytime I get emotional of any sort anything other than oh yes Yes, 100%. Even at, like at work or in general, like if I if I give somebody like a- any kind of praise, like at work, if I give somebody positive feedback, I'll feel it start happening in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, don't start crying when you tell someone you're proud of them. Yeah, because you're like, that <laughs> like, makes it weird. What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> it makes it weird. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. Uh... So I started crying and my dad told me to not get emotional. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get the point about the bacon? I mean, I think he actually might have because I, I think maybe in part because I got emotional because I, I was like, because <laughs> I was like, no, I'm going to get emotional. 
Um, so I think maybe, I don't know. And then I, I got him to have some Violife cream cheese on his bagel tonight. So that was a success. Wow. <laughs> what did he think? He liked it. He also liked the crunch wraps I made Saturday night, which would have been better if I had Wayfair cheese. But what can you do? I mean, my life is over uh, because of that. I don't know what's I happening. Know. But tonight I told Andy... Um, I asked him if he wanted to make me salsa, which he didn't, um, but because I didn't have uh, cheese for my tacos. I had no cheese to dip my, my chips in, and I can't have tacos without having chips because I need something crunchy. I uh, 100% understand. I was really upset because I put, I got like some Violife cheddar to put in them, but I was like, it's just not the same without that like melty nope. cheese in the crunch wrap. Like it's really just not. And I, my dad and Shannon were over and I like to wow the carnivores in my life with vegan food. And they, I mean, they loved them. They were very happy with it, but I was like, it would have been better if I had Wayfair. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, this is mediocre, it's, but it's, thanks. It's like an A minus when it could have been an A plus, you know? Yep. But everything else, like the both the Albany co-op and the Niskuna co-op have everything else. It's only the cheese. So I'm hoping that maybe it'll come back soon. I'm wondering if it's due to the rebrand. Yeah, because that's what I wondered, too. Because at first I was like, oh, a couple things. At first I was like, oh, shit, they don't have the sour cream. But then I realized that they did. It just was in, like, the new packaging or whatever. And everything mm-hmm. else is in the new packaging. They've got the, um, the butter and the uh, cream cheese and all of the things. So... They had the pudding. They had everything else. Um, But I purchased, um, have you seen the, um, you know, that brand Good Karma that makes the flax milk? Yes. Not to like jump ahead or anything, but I've seen a few times at different markets, they have uh, that brand makes a sour cream and I was too scared to buy it because I was like, what if it's gross, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. but I didn't think I was going to get a chance to go to the co-op before making, um, the crunch wraps. And so I bought it and it's actually really good. It's, it's not as good, but it's not bad. What's the price point? It's less. It's like three something. Okay, good. That's my, always my hesitation because I mean, I'm sure you've done this before many times. Like I have, you try something new and you're like, I, don't like this at all, and I just wasted yes, seven dollars. That's why I was so scared. Cool. Yeah, that's why I was scared. I got it from Target. It's like three fifty, maybe maybe four dollars. It's not bad. It's like it's less than the Wayfair one, um, but like not by a lot. It's like three something, I think. I don't know, but um, I was nervous, especially because I was like making food for non vegans, and I was like, oh, if this is gross, then I'm gonna hear about it. And I tasted it first, and I was like, okay, like it's not as good as I've had, but like it'll do. Um, but both Shannon and my mom and my dad, they all were like, oh, my God, this is so good. I was like, really? OK. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, they all really liked it. It's more like texturally. Um, it's a little thicker. It would actually, I think, work really well to make French onion dip with because it's more of a dip texture. Um, mm. Yeah, it's like really, really thick. And I bought the um, all dressing chips that you introduced me to. And I've been, You're welcome. I've been dipping those in it. And it's really good. <laughs> Yep. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, I just kind of jumped right ahead to food corner there because I was excited about my sour cream. But no, I think that's I mean, that's a pretty good place to be in. Anyways, <laughs> I haven't I don't have anything else to talk about as far as death. Goes. Yeah, I know death corner can be over now. Yeah. Food corner. I mean, it's always food corner in my in my world. So anything else about the sour cream, though, or no? just that it's actually pretty good it's not as good as wayfair um or what's the other brand tofuti that has a decent one is it tofuti yeah Yeah, tofuti's not bad either um somebody posted that they found the follow your heart one somewhere like that 518 vegan instagram page it's i don't think related to the facebook page they posted that they found it somewhere where did they Hmm. yeah so i haven't had that yet but if you're in a jam and you're a target it's not bad Target has, um, Andy tried to tell me I had it last year, which I definitely didn't because it's confirmed brand new this year. Um, it's Price the, That's who has Follow Your Heart. Oh, interesting. Um, Khalifa Creamer in Nog. Like, I've had the Khalifa Eggnog. Mm-hmm. 
um, I've had that, but they have the creamer eggnog now. Um, and that is a Target exclusive new this year. So gotta get it. Target is on the up and up. They have those ripple milks, those fancy ones that I haven't tried yet that you've showed me. Yeah, the turmeric one is good. I haven't tried the other ones yet, but the turmeric one is good. I was just there on Sunday and they were on sale again. So you should check it out. Interesting. I want to know what the deal is with Target. Like they get a lot of exclusive vegan things. And I'm just like back in the day before the shit hit the fan. They're the ones who had just. I know. So, like, what? what's, what's the deal with Target? Yeah, what's up? They do have a lot of stuff. Like, they've got the Kite Hill dips. Like, I feel like I don't even really need to venture outside of Schenectady because I can find all the things, more or less, in a grocery store near me. It's it's really nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's nice because now I work up by you. Yeah. And there's no grocery stores technically near me, so... Yeah. That works. Yeah, we do all right. Our shop right's good. We got a good Hannaford. We've got a couple of good price shoppers. The co-op needs a little bit of work, but they've got Wayfair, so it's fine. Shop right. You got to watch yourselves, though, shop right. Oh, true. Uh, they dates. have been their expiration dates, and they have been slowly increasing their price of Oatly since oh, they got it. Really? Um, they are more expensive to buy Oatly at than Whole Foods. Really? Yes. Shit. Yes. Yep. Um, ShopRite, we were talking about this the other day, Andy and I were, that, um, I mean, all grocery stores do this, and, like, clothing stores do it, too, where they, like, say that something's on sale, but it's not. It's literally right. the same price that it always is, but they just put it oh, on yeah. a sale sign. Yeah. Um, ShopRite is notorious for that. Um, they, I find that they do that quite often. Yeah. But um, just in terms of talking about that, and then I was like, oh, my God, I saw the price of Oatly, and it was... A dollar or more expensive oh than God. Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I haven't been there in forever. I really have been riding the Target train. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I mean, mostly Target, a little bit of co-op. Um, but Target's got, like, all my things now. It's got all, like, all of the essentials that I look for. And then when I need my special stuff, I'll go to the, go to Whole Foods or whatever. But I don't know. Well, and I mean, Target's great because Target also has everything that you never knew you always oh, needed, like in terms of everything yes. else. Yes, 100%. It sure does. Like shirts. Yes. Accessories, yes. makeup, skincare lines. Yes. yes, I bought a little everything. black cropped hoodie there just the other day. I got a new pair of boots. Oh, yes. Love Target. See? <laughs> Target, sponsor us. I know, honestly. Okay, also in terms of Target, um, I haven't tried it yet, but uh, Myro deodorant. Oh, I think I've seen that in passing. M-Y-R-O. They had a big end cap on it when we just went. um, It says, you know, new exclusive at Target. um, Myro deodorant starter kit. And they call it a starter kit because it's a refillable thing. So it's cruelty-free, vegan, um, aluminum-free. All that good stuff. And I think they had three or four. Oh, there's actually five different scents. I think I only saw four there the other day. Um, but for 10 bucks, they you have the little pod and the little insert thing. And then you can buy the insert thing. So it's like this is you never have to buy another actual one of the deodorants. Aww. So I'm very interested. For some reason, I've been on a deodorant kick ever since I got that one from a veg fest where I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I just want, like, I always use the lush ones, yeah. which is great. That's fine. But I just have been on a kick of finding new deodorants, which is a weird thing. Yeah, but. I um, I like my lush one. I like to keep the green in my, like, workout bag because it um, it's, like, a good refresher. Like, it actually hides, like, existing stinkiness. Like, you can, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I looked up the one that I just got from Ulta. I literally Googled deodorants at Ulta, and it came right up. <laughs> it's um, the brand is La Vanilla, L A V A N I L A, the healthy deodorant, and it's mm. um, aluminum free, hundred percent natural, whatever. I hate that word. Safe and effective, um, and it's cruelty free and vegan. And I, I actually really like it. It's like a you know a twist up stick or whatever, which I hadn't used in forever because I'd been using Lush, um, but I actually really like it. It works really well, and it's it doesn't smell like deodoranty, you know. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't remember the name. I remember 
it, but I didn't like remember the name of it. Yeah, I know. And pretty affordable, right? Yeah, I well, that's why I got it because they had it in like one of the end caps at Ulta. I think it was like twelve dollars, maybe. So as far as like natural deodorants go, not so bad. Because I was getting Schmitz, but it like it like messed up my skin. Like I had mm. the craziest reaction from Schmitz, and I know a lot of people like Native. I was gonna try them, um, but I saw this and an end cap at Ulta, and I was like, "All right, let's try it." And it, I really like it. I mean, that's what that's what I'll give the Target one a try. I'm currently using the um, Citrigard one from Young Living, which I actually mm. like as well. So, I don't know. I guess that's adulthood yeah, it is. trying to find new deodorants. It is indeed. Because we're old and smell. Uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's it. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I'll have to do my little shout outs for the food that I had over my weekend, um, which actually you'd have to travel back a year and listen to old episodes. But um, I went to the same places in Burlington. Oh, word. Um, Willow willows and he remembered us oh my god so we walked in and the guy looked at lauren and was like where's the little one and she's like what are you talking about and he's like D you look like someone that comes in here who has a child and she's like yeah no i don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> no. but he's like he was still convinced we looked familiar and then i was ordering my food and he was like i do remember and he remembered he's like vegan podcast and i was like yeah oh wow so a year later, he remembered. That's awesome. Which was cool. Um, and once again, best fucking bagels and vegan cream cheese of all time. I brought some home. I brought Ooh. home the caramelized onion bagel, the butternut squash bagel, and the fennel seed bagel. Ooh, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. And I got the pesto cream cheese and the caramelized onion cream cheese. Ooh. It's gotta stop there i do love a good bagel and we don't have any good bagels around here anymore like we have like you know brugers whatever but like no like homemade yeah good bagels um and then i went back to the friendly toast which i got tacos this time and they use the impossible burger Ooh. and that was pretty fucking good and best coffee there's nothing like good diner coffee. Uh, agreed. I 100% agree. And I actually feel like whenever I drink coffee out of our soundbite mugs, that it somehow tastes better because those mugs remind me of diner mugs. They they are. Yep, they're the diner mug style. And that's mm -hmm. um, Friendly Toast. I bought one from there, too. And I 100% agree. I don't know what it is, but those goddamn diner style mm -hmm. mugs are the best mugs in existence. I agree. I don't and it does it's like a nostalgic experience it takes you back when you're drinking out of it you're like oh man yes. this is cool yes. yeah and it's fucking amazing mm -hmm. I agree and they keep things warm as well yes which is important so yeah I think that's uh primarily that's that's all I got all she wrote all right well then until next time um past episodes yeah social media emails all the, all the good stuff yes. all the things Do it. right over at the vspot.fm and uh if you're bored with us go to soundbite.fm mm -hmm. but then come back to us because we're <laughs> the best part of soundbite <laughs> yep that's true Facts. listen you gotta toot your own horn toot, once in a while toot. wink okay Mm -hmm. Well then, goodbye. Goodbye.